You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. 23 minutes after 3 o'clock, let's try again that line to Professor Spamandla Zondi, Professor of Politics and International Relations at the University of Johannesburg, as we focus on this uh, so-called massive rocket attack that the President of Ukraine, um, Zelensky, has spoken about. Um, Professor Zondi, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. Over a year now since um, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, do you get the sense that there's an escalation of hostilities? Uh, good afternoon. Um, we definitely get a sense that there is no subsidence of, mm. of, 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 of hostilities. There is definitely no move towards an, a de-escalation of, uh, of, of, of hostilities that could lead to a cessation of them, uh, uh, stopping all the fighting. It, it seems to me that um, the, the, the Russians are, are digging in, um, running a huge campaign of, of, of destruction, especially in particular areas uh, for the past month it was Bakhmut, now it's Odessa and, and other places. This seems very specific and very uh, targeted. But what is strange is that um, uh, Ukraine has received all manner of weapons. No country has ever received the number mm. kind of weapons they have. But it seems not to change the dynamic as was hoped by the suppliers of weapons that this could lead change the dynamics and lead towards a Ukrainian victory. But it looks like the Russians have come to simply become even more vicious with more arming of Ukraine. And it seems to me that this route um, of militarization and counter-militarization is simply leading to more suffering, more death, and, and more pain for the Ukrainians. And it seems to me that uh, both the NATO forces and Russia mm. uh, are sacrificing the Ukrainians and they are the ones diagnosed in this attempt to have some form of victory by other side. Yeah, well, the argument from um, from President Zelensky and as well as NATO partners have always been that Ukraine has the right to protect its sovereignty and also protect its its borders. And that's the reason why Zelensky continuously calls for more arms, more and more and more and more and more. And it seems like the, especially the United States, that is, is more willing to give in to some to 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 to, to some some of those demands. But to what end, though? Um, you, you know, Adam, you also went to school, and you also dealt with bullies. And there is a time only that the bully was fitter than you, stronger than you, a stronger punchy. Mm-hmm. And yes, indeed, I have a right to defend myself. But I, I don't have a right to defend myself to death. I don't have to um, fight uh, with a lion to demonstrate that it is, uh, so that I die uh, victoriously instead of pulling out um, and save my life. Uh, there are certain calculations that only Ukrainians can make about whether it is still worthy to be defending yourself another year from mm-hmm. here. Where defending yourself means you lose one city, another city. A lot of cities have been wiped out completely. There's not even a a, a road sign cone standing. And and what is valor in that? What is yep. great in that? And I think great leaders would emulate that the great leaders of the world would understood sometimes that moving from war to peace can be a form of victory too. And, and that military victory isn't the only route you take, especially if you incurring a lot more costs than yeah. the other party is. Russia is getting very little, almost none of Russian civilians are dying.
Well, 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 here's the other thing, though, is that from from Russia's end, what is their responsibility in all of this as well? And also the role that they should be playing to see that there is a cessation of these hostilities. And look, for instance, at the language being used by the Russian defense ministry, who says that it is a massive retaliation. It is a retaliation. Yes. No, the, the, the Russians have the same responsibility as Ukrainians, as NATO, to de-escalate. War does not lead to any victory. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help anyone. But guess what? The Russians can do this. They suffer no cost, except for sanctions. They suffer no real cost. But, they, but the, the, the Ukrainians are paying with their human lives. They were paying with their infrastructure. Daily. They're paying with their own psychological peace. And so they cannot really try and match Russia when Russia is not fighting in its territory. It's fighting on Ukrainian territory. So it, it really can, when it decides to and finds a moral reason to withdraw, it can withdraw. But there is a real cost for them, in as much a cost for them in maintaining this as it is for Ukrainians. Yeah. Prof, I'm going to ask you a question that probably is a bit psychological as well. Um, but what I've noted is um, when, they, when there are wars taking place and a mediator, for instance, is appointed, one of the issues that they speak about a lot is uh, sometimes the arrogance that is in the room and how difficult it is to make a breakthrough. And I wonder with this as well, how much of this is also about uh, a fragile masculinity? Because if uh, mm. President Zelensky gives in, then it would be, ah, you have been beaten by by Russia, and I think the same would apply for Russia as well, because um, the the minister, sorry, the ambassador to, to 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 Ukraine here in South Africa had said that they are clear that they want to be part of NATO and they're going to push for that, even being part of the European Union. You see, that's macho culture, as I he said with the illustration of the booty and all that. There are mm. things that are right, Alvin, and there are things that are wrong. But there's also times where you need to be pragmatic, not right or wrong, but think about what is the least costly route to where I want to go. But this idea that uh, you have, of course, a big power, Russia is a very big military, a mm. huge power, and they've been in wars for a long period of time, they've got memory, and then they're represented by Putin, who's also macho right now. But what is value what is in Zelensky, depending on others for assistance, also appearing macho is for the sake of showing that he too can stand up to a bully. But as he stands up to a bully, he's using a toe every day. What, what is valor in that? It is indeed toxic masculinity mm. that drives all the wars and including this war. But this toxic masculinity is beyond these two leaders and these two nations. It goes on to the countries that are sparing this war but it costs them nothing except to send weapons. Usually sending weapons that have been standing in stockpiles, not sacrificing their national security, yeah. not taking weapons that are being used to secure themselves, but stuff that is being stockpiled in, in hoping that they will pay back, they will get money back from this, from the monies that are being taken from Russia. So it, it really is very sad that there are countries that are really promoting this, but it costs them nothing, but it costs... Uh, Ukraine a lot, and we have helped Zelensky and created a, a sort of a figure around Zelensky of a hero or, or something like that. 
and in order to promote him perpetuating the war. I am definitely certain that he would, under different circumstances, think about it and say, what is the point of doing yeah. this? Rather, I go to negotiations, but I insist in the negotiations that all of you in the world, all of you in the world, support me in ensuring that I lose no territory in the negotiations. Professor Spamandla, thank you so much for your time. Professor Spamandla Zondi, Professor of Politics and International Relations at the University of Johannesburg. It's a minute after half past three, time for the news headlines.